I've been having a hard time living. And my mom's like, I'm going to look into this. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> For a little paper from from this little kid. Anyway, that's what the vegan diet feels like to me. I agree. <laughs> I've been having a hard time living. I've been having a hard time living. <laughs> that was weak. You gotta. I was like, was that a cl- was that a clap? There you go. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Do I need to not be talking when you do that? No. Okay. It just needs like a spike. Yeah, it needs yeah. a spike in the audio. Spiking it up. Welcome to the nonprofit podcast. No, this is the shut Tell up. Me. Wait, what? Podcast. Oh, sorry. Welcome to the shut up. Wait, what podcast? It shut doesn't up. exist yet. Wait. What? What? <laughs> shut up. Wait. What? Shut up. Wait. What? Sorry, Mark. Podcast. <laughs> sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> What do you guys want to talk about today? Well, I, well, you were talking about diet, right? Oh. Fuck. Move that uh, microphone just a little bit down. <laughs> down. Yeah, like that. There you go. <laughs> is, is that okay? Sorry. All right. What do you want to talk can about? Can we start over? No, just kidding. We can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about diet. Okay. Um, let's talk about Blair's diet when she was little. Okay, we can. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, oh, we can. Oh, my gosh. Lambert. Let's talk about Let's Lambert's talk about diet. Lambert's <laughs> diet. <laughs> He's Aww. never tooted in his life. He He's hasn't. He's got some stuff going on. I know. His butt got all torn up by a fucking bone. I that hear you. sucks. I hear you, you Lambert. Inside out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, Lambert. I feel you. Yeah. Prison bear. Prison, Prison bear. bear. So Lambert passed gas in the office which got us talking and i i ended up telling aaron and michael that uh, i had a colonoscopy when i was 20 uh party yeah <laughs> party. you're like oh cool already let's do this <laughs> yeah. how many 20 year olds do you know that have colonoscopies so well i guess it started i uh was doing track workouts i was running for the university of florida club team and uh i went to the bathroom and i just went to go pee and i filled the toilet with blood uh, so that Lovely. was like that was a uh, that was a small heads up. <laughs> Something wasn't right. Uh, and in classic Blair form, I went and did my track workout, <laughs> and then I started to look for doctors. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, college is kind of like there a doctor, in the there a doctor in the audience here. <laughs> so you know, like also college, like is sexual education, right? So the first person to put their finger up my butt was a very. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if we're doing it, let's just do it. Was this very large black woman, and she was so wonderful. Oh, honey. (laughs) She was really great. And so... uh, I'm dying. Uh, she's like, yeah, you need a colonoscopy. You have a tumor. <laughs> and, oh, shit. Yeah, totally. Oh. It was benign. You're like, it's not my A spot. I read Cosmopolitan. <laughs> I know. Go further, Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go over the edge with this. But... <laughs> Please, don't let us stop you. <laughs> 
I can't. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so intestinal issues. This is from my whole life. I uh, had been sick. So when I was first born, I was on formula that was all gluten. I wasn't breastfed. So I was like Perfect. a super colicky baby. <laughs> and and my, so my parents loved me from the start. And, so, and I never went to the bathroom as a kid. Gluten. And how that culminated by the time I was 18 uh, was this benign tumor in my colon. And then I was also uh, had to go to vocal therapy because my vocal cords had been torn apart by acidic acid reflux. Yeah. Shit. So and. Um, so I ended up having a colonoscopy and uh, I power houred because this is like back in the day when you had to drink like three gallons of oil. So if you remember the power hour game, it's when you take a shot of beer every minute. So I did that with my colonoscopy prep kit. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh no. And uh, ended up having to have a benign tumor removed. And, um, <laughs> and I woke up during the colonoscopy, which is really not good because it can get um, perforated, perforated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm a ginger, so we handle anesthesia differently. What? Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. It's a real thing. It's really. So I woke up during the surgery. Hey, hey, hey guys. guys, who's in my butt? And all of- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it was that game in college. Was it weird? And well, yeah, because I saw all red and I saw like the TV where they like could see the scope, but then it turned into a toaster. And then I heard them be like, uh oh, because I was awake. And then I was like super out. And then my, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, she's awake. Oh my God. They removed the tumor and um, my dad was there afterwards. And I refused to change out of my gown and socks because I told them how good I looked in it. Um, Makes sense. This is all because of diet, which is what we were beginning with before we got into butt stuff. Um, my whole life, I hadn't realized how severely allergic I was to gluten uh, and and a few other things, um, tomatoes. But this meant that I never went to the restroom as a kid, and running was really difficult uh, because my stomach would be so upset. And so I could train really well during the week if I hadn't had a ton of gluten. And then the night before a race. You'd like, carb load. We'd carb load. And we'd do fucking spaghetti and garlic bread. And then I'd be <laughs> so sick the next day. Like, so sick. And I would throw up at finish lines in cross country. I'd, like, run off into the forest to go to the bathroom. And then, because the culture wasn't aware of diet then, right? Because, yeah. like, my family was eating snack wells and hamburger helper and... Mm-hmm. They just didn't know. Florida. Florida. Uh, I would get in trouble for being sick or I'd be told I wasn't a competitor because uh, I would get so sick. And so that yeah. was gnarly. And so I just started playing around with diet after that. How old are you at this point? So my when I had the colonoscopy, I was 20. Yeah. Uh, but I had been so sick for so much of my life. And, and my high school running and college running was really impacted by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had learned just to not talk about it because, you know, you think that there's something you think that I thought that everyone experienced life this way. I thought this was just yeah. like the life experience. Yeah. Like I thought that you had to blow a vein to go to the bathroom. You know? oh, gosh. <laughs> no. Why are your eyes so bloodshot? Well, yes. I just went to the bathroom. You don't you don't go to the bathroom. You don't have a sweat <laughs> rag for <in> there. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> this makes me so sad. That was like fucking 20 years, right? And then, like, the, and I mean, I am so thankful for fad diets. I mean, yeah, and right? the fact that gluten free became a thing. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'll try this. And radically changed my life experience. How old were you right then? Early 20s. Okay. Yep. Early 20s. That is so nuts. It you is. went that long. Do you know what's crazy? Yep. You kept doing athletic things. I know. Because I would have been like, I'm gassy. I'm fucking out of here. But I didn't know. I just thought every, I was like, God, you mean like you just like can run and like you're not in excruciating pain? Weird. That's so yeah yeah i mean your pain tolerance must be really high yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say you probably developed an extreme amount of pain tolerance a super amount of pain tolerance and also and i don't know why i don't know why we're born with certain traits who knows maybe some people do but i also i like even when i was told like you're just not a competitor i was like no but i am like i know i am and i know i can do more than this uh so that was always there somehow. It's weird that somebody wasn't like, man, maybe you're just one of those weird people that can't eat shitty food. I know. That would have been cool. <laughs> people get rid of like the most like important things without changing the things that are so obvious sometimes. I know. And I think this is why the discussion on diet is just so ongoing. Yes. Right? Like it, it's it, it can't ever be like I get tired of it because people I like the fad diet thing because they always bring up like, I don't know. How else can somebody trick fuck a new market, right? Like yeah. the, you could just look back like the, the paleo, the vegan, all of that stuff. It works for something. I agree completely. And it also means like maybe we try something for a little while mm-hmm. just to see how we're impacted or how we feel during it. You yeah, know? for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah but there's nothing wrong with that. Like no. why, why would, why would anybody like. I don't know why people get mad that people are on fad diets. That That's why, because there's like this whole scientific crew that's like, oh my God, keto this and that's bullshit. doesn't work for what people think that it is. And you go, yeah, but you also don't know what everything does. Right. So well, there's it like, it does work for some people. Yep. Well, it's not I, that it, yeah, it's not that it doesn't work. It, like keto is a good example of like people have a really vast <laughs> misunderstanding of how to use that. Yep. Yeah. But it works for something very effectively. And if it works for that, it probably works for other stuff that we don't quite understand yet. I'm not a proponent. I'm not like, hey, no, do no, the no. keto thing. But uh, when I hear like, you know, there's like the Dr. Lane Norton sort of like a fucking keto and like low carb. They, how can you be a human and think that there's one way to eat? And I think that's exactly it. And I think that's like the the negative side of fab diets, like anything, when people cling to it as the only thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're inquisitive or curious and you just want to try it and see how you're impacted and, and incorporate certain things for yourself, wonderful. But if that's the thing you cling to and that you are prophesizing, yeah. yeah. I, is it the fad diet that's bad or is it the mentality around like, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to lose 40 pounds in 10 days and then I'm going to gain it all back and then I'm going to lose it because... Because I like change. You know, the, <laughs> out of out of all the diets that I've heard from my clients play around with and try, which obviously, like, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with fat diets either. I think it's more of the psychology around it. Mm, the one yes. diet that I think really messes with people, well, the two diets that I think really mess with people are, like, medically induced diets, like Fentramine or... Yeah. Um, the HGH diet, and it's like, what, what are those? I don't know what fentramine those are. is. Um, man, I don't want to butcher this, but fentramine is a 
prescription weight loss drug. Oh, and so it's one okay. of the fens. In yes. Fen, oh, fen. I know. Yeah. I've heard yeah. of fen fen. Yeah. So it goes in and it basically blocks your your brain's okay. activity to saying. to want food. Yeah. So is it a it's a leptin response? Uh, I don't know the mechanism. It, it's not a beta two. It has like some. I mean, it has it has a lot of properties that are related to like amphetamines. Like it, it's a appetite suppressant by corollary, I think. And I don't want to get it wrong. And either, it's one hundred percent synthetic, so it's not oh. like a caffeine or, um, you know, an ephedra. It's yeah. like, I mean, if you've ever taken it, it's fucking wild. No, I would. I'm I'm hyperactive as is. I mean, but for endurance athletes, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like pretty insane. Rad. You can like, take you can... it and not eat and do like four hour runs. Oh, okay. Like it has like, it has an insane stimulating effect. Okay. But close to math. Okay. There, <laughs> it does not come without consequences. No, for sure. So I'll give you an example. I had a client who, um, I won't say her name, but I was working with her at one point and she's like, man, I just can't lose weight. I'm like, well, you eat a lot of processed foods. Like most of your diet is processed foods. Yep. Um, and, you know, and she had little kids at home. And so she's one of those moms that eats food off of her little kids plates. Totally. And I'm like, why are you feeding your little kids garbage? Like the, this is their first food anyway. Yep. And, and now you're eating it. Who can obviously not that is so weird. handle yeah. the, yeah, my parents didn't, I didn't get grow up on that stuff. Totally. Um, thankfully, but Eventually, she's like, all right, well, I'm 235 pounds. I just can't. And we had brought her down from like 268 or something. Yep. And she's like, this just isn't moving fast enough. I'm going to, my doctor's prescribing me fentramine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I just can't work with you. And so she, you know, I'm not going to work with you if you're going to take fentramine. Right. Because I know what it's going to look like on the other side. You're already this heavy. Yep. You're going to cut down in calories and then you're going to go off the other end. Yep. Because what yep. do you, what do you do when you fast all day? You want to eat. Yeah. 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 As soon as you swings the other way. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you're done fasting, you're like, man, I haven't eaten anything all day. I can eat whatever I want. Yep. Totally. And so that's kind of the mentality that comes along with Fentramine. So she gets off Fentramine and like within, I don't know, 40 days, she's like 50 pounds heavier because your body just wants to hold on to everything oh, now at this point. And so it's just one of those things that makes you go up and down. Yep. Um, psychologically too. Well, it's it's funny that those are like the FDA approved of diet drugs, are. and they're like so, same with H HCG is another one that was like popular, but the the drug itself wasn't anything all that crazy. It was a luteinizing hormone, right? So you like you induce you induce this state that makes your body think that you're essentially pregnant with the, the levels of luteinizing mm -hmm. hormone. Okay, and 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 then you only eat 500 calories a day. And you're like, people aren't eating like a really dense, nutrient dense 500 calories. They're they're like eating like, I don't know, Quaker. Snack wells. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. And you're like, this is so weird that this is the this is the established route to health through diet, through the FDA. Yeah, and doctors are saying keto diet's not the answer. It's so that ridiculous. Diets aren't the answer. I love that we've like FDA approved all these drugs that are shit. And then like natural drugs, you can't even like. Mention oh, or I, it's insane. I I could I could I could go off for a long time, yeah, but it would sure. make me it would make me well it would just make me seem like I'm really bitter about it, and for I sure. kind of am. But it's also oh okay like actually I'm not. This is this is what the world's like. It yeah. is up to you to figure it out. And so although like yep. I think you like. <laughs> 
you had an extreme upbringing. I go like, mm-hmm. think how educated <laughs> you are about your own system. Massively so. And maybe it was by accident. Yep. Maybe it was like accidental exposure and one of those like fad diets got you onto it. Totally. I mean, I'm gl- I'm grateful for gluten-free diets too because now we don't care about food from Ukraine since we can't get it because they it's produce true. wheat. So we're all safe because we're all gluten-free, right? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so there's this. Are there gluten-free corn dogs? No, just I don't know. <laughs> there yeah. are. Gluten-free oh, okay. corn dogs. Yeah, yes. corn. Um, <laughs> corn. Gosh, we just got so excited. I know. Um, but corn what about bros. wheat meat? Terrible. What do you mean wheat meat? Oh, that's what is that's that like the USA is yeah. pushing. Oh, they want to yeah. get us away from red meat, and they're pushing wheat, wheat meat. meat. Yeah, no, I can't. So there's a, like, there's instead of telling somebody how to eat, we usually like look at how they eat, yep. and then try to like push them in a better direction. Yeah, right. Like that. That's. That, that tends to be the most effective way, even though, mostly because like, if you didn't grow up on certain foods, you're not going to have like a palate for it. Yep. Or, or the education about it. Or, or under, yeah. or, or, and I think palate is like, man, it, I've been trying to eat liver and it is really hard because my mom hates liver, yeah. but she grew up on it. Like yep. her parents made her eat it mm-hmm. in probably a bad emotional context. So she didn't force that on us. But what I get from what, she thought was being like kind was yep. like oh i i didn't have a lot of organ meat growing up like yeah and i think that's a huge deficiency totally so there's this there's this weird thing where you got to like push somebody in the right direction um and hopefully they get enough like you know for lack of a better th- like a bunch of signals that they should keep going down that road that's yeah. kind of what we're looking for Oh, I so, and well, it's how you guys talk about nutrition. It's also how you talk about training too. Like, um, myself or my girlfriend, Mish, when I'm not here training and I'm at home and I read through the workouts they read, they're really simple for the most part. Mm -hmm. And they're so effective and they're, they're enjoyable. And when I hear you all talk about nutrition, it's the same sort of thing. It it doesn't need to be the super complex thing. It's figuring out how someone eats. And just like you said, tweaking a few things seeing how that goes tweaking a few things yeah yeah adjusting it along the way to try to get to a point where they can uh, there's like this sensation that comes from what you probably experienced when you removed something that's so problematic to you it was tremendous but then as soon as that goes you go holy shit oh i actually can feel like this and that's what i get upset about when i'm at the grocery store and we've talked about this before when i'm at the grocery store and i like i live in like this blair bubble right i think like and then I go to the grocery store and I'm like, oh, holy shit, people eat that food? Like, I didn't know yeah. that people yeah. ate that food. And I understand that it's cheaper <laughs> sometimes and or education, sure. how people are raised. I don't but, think it is. Yeah, th- this is this is an interesting I point. need to write a manual of some sort that shows people how to eat inexpensive good food. That would be uh, wonderful. Yeah. Yes. I, and I've been meaning to do it for a while, but keep going. No, and, I, and, and what I get most upset about is when you are consuming that, you can't feel yourself. Yeah. Like you can't feel, let alone your physical pod, and, and yeah. understand what's going on within it. And so then you turn to the drugs or you turn to certain things. You also can't feel your soul or your intuition if you're eating that stuff because it blocks all of it. Yeah. Yeah. You're eating food that was created in a lab. And, and I get upset that people can't experience themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's gnarly. Yeah. Well, th- there's like, there, there's a couple different things here too because there, there's like, I, I think some people can eat differently than me and then thrive. Like, yeah. I, I don't think like, 
I've figured out a secret to eating and I'm still continually like working on mm -hmm. certain things. Oh, and yeah. also, man, sometimes I just want something that tastes good. Like, oh, totally. We're always going to go back to like, oh, this tastes good and it works for the system or whatever. I got, uh, there's no like, I don't know. Some people are very strict about this, which kind of was the topic that we wanted to go over today when we're talking about diet is because there's like, there's um, the raw primal diet. Oh, so yeah. last week we did a thing with uh, Marston and Heber from Buttery Bros. Yep, yeah. And they wanted to do the Liver King diet. And the yep. Liver King's like this caricature out of Texas. Okay. You know, he owns ancestral supplements. Super nice guy from oh, everything that we've... Oh, he owns ancestral supplements. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've like, you know, dealt with him a little bit. He's super nice. Yep. Um, he's a little bit out there. Um, but he's talking about eating raw organs and stuff. And it's like... That, his marketing is out there i'm sure he's a, a fairly normal dude from what i hear for the most part yeah, yeah you kind of sure. have to be yeah, yeah. Um, but for why well, i say caricatures because on the internet that's all you get right? yeah like that's all you can kind of see yes. of him so um my Heber and marston were like oh we want to eat some raw <laughs> organ meats like let's get a hold of aaron because like they do carnivore stuff yeah totally and i don't think they realized how deep that subject is yeah of of raw primal yep and so i was like oh man like <laughs> This is going to be weird because there's not enough time to explain like why the real reason is for eating this way yep. or, or yeah. why you would even consider like this theory of like putting it into your diet. So that's kind of what we're th like, man, this video is going to be funny. It's like Marston try eating the whole time. Well, and there's also <laughs> a difference between someone that's basically eating raw, raw primal all the time 100 percent of the time and there's people that incorporate it in little bits and pieces at a I'm time sure. yeah. during the week so yeah, yeah. I th and that's that's the biggest thing is like there there's there's this extreme so take the like vegan as a kind of like a, a analogous like there's people who are like unless you're 100 percent vegan you're not vegan yeah and you're like well i mean like I have this belt from 1984. Do I have to get rid of my leather belt? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to waste all the things that are animal products. Oh. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. I was like, so an extreme carnivore in the animal kingdom, like us included, but generally when we're talking about like zoologists, we'll just study. To describe an extreme carnivore, it's a it's a it's an animal that eats more than 80% in meat okay. for its caloric diet. Like, that's kind of the numbers I go by, right? Like for, if, for you, yeah. If eighty percent of your diet is made up of this product, okay. yeah. that's probably the mainstay, and that's what you can call yourself. Yeah. And so, if you're eighty percent vegan, you're mostly vegan, completely, right? And and this is kind of how you, I think, how you see it. Now, most vegans will get pissed at this, and they'd be like, blah, blah, blah. but what you do see is like the vegans that are like thriving. Yeah, they generally throw in some fish and some stuff every, every once in a while. Completely. Like, yeah. Yeah, the like you know the less harmful type of animal products if they can get away with like it. Yeah. Even to the point right now where I hear people like supplementing <laughs> with organ supplements because they're so oh, powerful, like yeah, they're yeah. so strong as like a nutrition <laughs> supplement because they're bioavailable they're easy to get they're easy to get down and then you actually feel really good and they have all the b vitamins all that shit that you would miss from a vegan carnivore is the same thing like 90 percent of my diet is animal products yep that right. for me that means mostly meat but dairy you know fish eggs poultry yep. stuff like that some cheese 
Um, yeah, I'm probably a carnivore. Yeah. Right. For the for the most part, that doesn't mean I don't have like a piece of bread or yeah. something here and there when it becomes available. Because yeah, it's also, really rare. Because I'm not an asshole. Yeah. Like, totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> so then there's this other side of it, the raw primal, and this is kind of it's not new. Uh, the guy who really is very well known for it, his name's Ogenus von der Planets. And that's what like, a name. I, it's a made it's up real name. name. Oh. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, I was like. It's a pseudonym, but it's, it's, um, but it, it, he, I don't know. So he started doing this stuff. He was a raw vegan, in, I want to say in the late 80s, early 90s. And he was having all sorts of health problems, cancer. Like he went through, he went through the gamut, mm. and he was like pretty suicidal. Which mm. for me is like, oh, he's vegan. Of course he is. <laughs> like, yeah, legit. Like legit. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's like a couple there's, studies doing that. There yeah. is a lot that goes on by what we eat. I mean, yeah. all of your all of your neurotransmitters are built off of amino acids, which is something that yeah. I'm diving into. And so, That's right. if you cut that off, and now you have literally zero amino yeah. acids in your diet, what is helping cell no, turnover? Nothing can talk or, to anything. Or they're like yeah. low, low proximity amino acids. Like, I mean, soy actually has some good amino acids that you don't get through other things, but it's such a lopsided spectrum of amino acids okay. it, it will never be full spectrum yep. because there's just yeah. this thing in living tissue and you could maybe supplement dairy in yep. some eggs and get like some. most of it yep. but there's a lot of shit that's missing there's a lot of shit that's missing even if you're uh, have like a omnivorous diet yeah right because you're mostly only eating muscle tissue yeah right. so you're missing the connective tissue you're missing the organ meats you're missing all of these like i mean vastly complex amino acids that really when you eat a whole animal, that's what it would be made up of. Completely. One of the yeah. ones that mm. we're like supplementing with, we've been messing with for the last couple of months is glycine, yeah. which is in connective tissue. Yep. And it, holy shit. How so? Uh, you trip balls when you sleep. Oh, yeah. You were talking about It does about make that. you sleep really good and you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I feel so refreshed. Oh, I'm into this. So one of the reasons, this is actually kind of funny, but one of the reasons why I looked into it is because it has a very natural... Um, it, it it relies on the HGH, so it it um uses uh ghrelin mm -hmm. as a neurotransmitter, and then it basically releases, or you're able to produce your own HGH okay. in a very natural, like low dose form, yeah. like nothing crazy. It's not like a big testosterone booster, um, but it helps with recovery cool. and and. Then there's a little bit of science on brain fog. And that's where I'm like, okay, I want to play around with this. I want to look into it a oh, little bit sure. more. And so it really helps glutathione uptake. It helps, you know, vitamin C. It's it's really good for immune system support. But it does make you trip balls. Yeah. Even really more does. so than like some people get that effect with magnesium, like yeah. a natural calm at night. Right. I have to take natural calm during the day because it makes my dreams super weird oh, yeah. this is different this okay. is like you're hallucinating while you're sleeping <laughs> right. they're, you gotta so, try it. It's yeah, fun. they're so vivid so there, there's like that kind of stuff so anyway this this ogenus von der planets guy started having some issues um and he started looking into he's just trying to like look at what might be uh, a fix for this thing and he's eating ravi he think he's doing like the most healthy thing ever because he's like vegetables are promoted as the healthiest thing ever he's right. avoided all of these things and he just can't seem to get it right. And then he, I think he stumbles on some, uh, 
uh, a price stuff from like the er, uh, the late 19th century when uh, Western A. Price was going around as a dentist and he was studying all of these hunter-gatherer civilizations, like pretty much the last ones that were in the world. And what he was remarking, especially in the aboriginals down in uh, Australia, and um, he was mostly looking at how perfect their teeth were. Totally. Right? And like how lean and like muscular these guys were. And there's a picture from that period when he went and studied the aboriginals and they have like these like perfect straight mm-hmm. white teeth yeah. and they're just jacked fucking dudes. Totally. And he's like, what is going on? And so he Not started sugar. looking at their diet. <laughs> no, no sugar, but yeah. also almost no grain, yeah. almost no plant product whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. The only plants that they find are like mostly fruit pastes. Yep. And that's what they find in the um, Honikuan tribes and uh, these uh, Amazonian tribes. Like, yep. man, they don't even drink water. Like they're eating monkeys and bored and they're eating it pretty much all Delicious. raw, right? Like, and if they, if they get, if they need hydration, they, they eat this fruit paste Yeah, and we're talking like Indians that'll run through the forest for eight days nonstop. It's just such a different relationship with yeah, food. For sure. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And so he's just start marking like, well, what's the commonality? And this is where a lot of the paleo people get their research is because of this dentist that went around and was like, hey, these people are eating mostly. Hey, these people are not eating grains. They're eating tubers. They're yep. eating. That's where most of the paleo foods come from, because it's supposed to replicate that. And this guy in in the notes somewhere, this guy reflect. I, I want to say that it was on the um, the Maasai who are famous for drinking blood. Mm-hmm. Um what he what he noted was like oh he this one tribe was eating all raw meat so like, how are they not dead yeah and so this ogenous guy went off on this thing he was like there, there's something to that like 90 like well a hundred percent of animals besides humans eat raw meat yeah or a hundred percent of like carnivorous animals they eat raw meat no no other animal cooks their meat yeah. what well, why is that so it turns out that this whole concept goes back to an kind of an old argument um so before there was germ theory there was miasma theory right so the 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 common understanding was that disease was caused by miasma right this is miasma miasma refers to like a ghostly like Mm. plaguey bad air is kind of what i I think the definition of is bad Bad air air. yeah miasma and so like oh yeah you breathe that's why they would tell oh don't go outside the bad air is out there like you're gonna catch a cold because miasma all of those terms come from that period uh dark ages up everything was miasma and then um two people competing scientists in france one louis pasteur who's famous for germ theory yep he postulated that actually germs come from microbes. Yep. So um, he found um, what he would call bacteria. And he also found viruses, but they called them unfilterable bacteria because they were so small. Right. That they, that's how they caught them was they would filter them out. And so his theory based off this is like very logical. Like, man, if you can catch a bacteria and stop it from infecting something you can stop disease that's literally the same theory that we're kind of going off of now we just went through a pandemic where that was the thing yeah cover your face filter out the bacteria the virus or whatever and that this will stop the infection but there was a competing uh scientist at the time named bochamp who um was postulating this something called terrain theory that actually disease is found in a diseased tissue and that disease is a function of the detoxification of the tissue. 
And actually, there's no such thing as bad bacteria or good bacteria. All bacteria is incorporated into life. Yep. Like it's seamless, like yeah. bad bacteria, good bacteria. And so this thing came out and these guys fucking hated each other. And they went back and forth trying to prove. Scientific duel. Totally. It was, yep. like, it was like one of those weird, you know, Tesla Edison yep. kind of deals yep. where obviously the popular, the, the one who had the most research, and this is where it gets weird. He... Pasteur won because he finally identified, and th th this gets highly technical right. into microbiology, but it's a, it's essentially a bacterial cell cannot morph, right? That's what mm. he proved. And therefore germ theory won, and then it all became what it should be. Yeah. <clears throat> but. Isn't there just something in the middle? <laughs> yeah. Well, now they've actually, they've. Science is so cool. They've invalidated that study. Yeah. Right. So now they've proved that yeah. actually bacteria do morph. That, uh, and there's a very technical name for I can't remember what it is. Anyway, that goes back. So now there's this competing theory about terrain theory and germ theory. They're not competing because germ theory won, basically. Yeah. And now everybody washes their hands and they sanitize the shit out of everything. Yeah. But this guy, um, Ogenus kind of went back. He's like, no, this doesn't seem right. Like, why are we killing all of this life? Right. And so he just started eating raw meat. Yeah. And he's the person who. So he went from raw veggies to raw. To raw meat. I wish I could remember the who sings it. Baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I oh, like DB. it raw. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So this is um, he's the one responsible, and this is where it gets really weird. Uh, raw meat milk became illegal, right? right? And so that's like from Pasteur too, right? Like mm -hmm. Pasteur. Pasture, yeah, pasteurized. Yeah, pasteurized. Yeah, totally. That's why it has a U E yep. uh, E U something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's exactly why it's yep. pasture, not pasture. Yep. Right. So there's pasture raised cows and there's, and there's pasteurized pasture milk. Yeah. So um, the, this is when when they made raw milk illegal. I think it was like in the 19th. That uh, soon after the formation Here's of some the FDA. Fen but we're gonna make. It raw. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Know, so, right? Well, so at the yeah, time, yeah. at the time yep. before the FDA was formed, the FDA was formed for a really important reason. Why was the FDA formed? Manufacturers were like p putting toxins in candies for kids. Oh, that's in right. New York in yeah, one yeah, yeah. summer, ten thousand children died from highly levels of heavy metals in their in their candy. Like, like how Mambos. much did the companies profit, Michael? <clears throat> Mambos. Mambos. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. They, Mambo's was one of the companies that they're it? putting stuff into. Yeah. Well, all of these, like literally all of these, like really old candy companies, they all had really fucked up practices where they're like, and, and it all stems from, there's not enough product. So milk was one of those ones. So skim milk comes from them watering down milk, right? But they would water it down with other shit and it would be Just like, throw some of that in there. Water's well, too expensive. <laughs> well, no, yeah. be, you put diseased water, you put like unclean water in milk and bacteria grow 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 exactly yeah. and so you start having issues like that and so fda regulates milk and they go no you have to pasteurize it you have to pasteurize everything and so uh, at the time I, I can't remember what this is it's like strawberry jam delicious right was so that wasn't ever strawberry jam for like up until like recently strawberry jam was like pecked in from apples and they would drop um, sesame seeds in it to make it look like the seeds from strawberries and Red then like 40. some kind of yeah in like really harsh chemical dyes Delicious. and it would be like this red gelatinous apple thing I'm gonna do what Marston was doing yeah and that kills people yeah 
Yeah. And so, anyway, so like this is and where the FDI gives you comes. abs. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> so this is kind of this is kind of where the a, the FDA came into play, and then they kind of got corrupted. Obviously, they incorporated like lots of stuff. Most groups. Yeah. Now they're now like opiates are cool, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but but you can't have raw milk. Yeah. So. Um, Agenis is the first person to get raw milk legalized in California. And then when? He, Do you know? This is in the 90s. Yeah, like late Wikipedia. late 90s, I think. Yep. And so he, he started this whole function kind of in Venice Beach, California, that area. I think it was Venice. There's somewhere somewhere around that area where they have this farmer's market. It's the only place basically in the United States you could get raw milk mm. besides Amish farms. Mm. And so he started this whole idea on like, instead of thinking about diet as in, um, these foods just contain micronutrients that we need and macronutrients and calories. He's looking at it like the food that you eat is alive and that your your body is full of bacteria. I You're like a that. trillion bacterial cells. Oh, yeah. Right. So how do I feed bacteria? Isn't bacteria like the number one mass on the planet? It's either bacteria or viruses. Easily. Yeah. Bacteria. Yeah, yeah. Easily. Yeah. 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 Easily. Uh, viruses is up there too. I yep. think there's like, there's some like, quadrillions of viruses just in the ocean there's yep. like unknown viruses and yeah. stuff like that yeah. but that this is kind of like oh okay that's actually an interesting theory it's like it's it, a super interesting theory it goes very very far and so you get these raw primal people that are calling following his like really in-depth diet but it's all yeah you, you kind of have to look at it from the whole this is one of the only diets that you could try to understand that, man, if you didn't do it exactly how it's supposed to be done, right. it's going to kind of fuck you up a yep, little bit. Totally. Um, so his theory is that this is, and this is really weird. And this is like Josh Goldstein is like kind of who brought this in and he was practicing it. Right. God and damn it, Josh. I know. And, and I was like, <laughs> dude, fuck you. And then he started explaining some stuff. He's like, that's actually fascinating. I'm wondering if there's like certain things that I could incorporate from this theory to yeah. see if it would work. Yeah. And, and, I found actually like some pretty good stuff from it, although I don't practice raw primal. For sure. Um, and there's a couple reasons for that. Cause I think this, like the, the entire thing is like, if I, if I stay in the same territory, climate, whatever, whatever land you're in, that's within walking distance. Right. Yeah. Uh, and even like running distance, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you could do this. Right, because your body becomes accustomed to the bacteria to the, uh, and the viruses the, and all of these things that are within are your biome. Oh yeah. But I can fly to Thailand, yeah. and I am not used to those. <laughs> those become very. You notice this. This is what gets kind of weird. This it's is like, a really great example to give. It's, a, it's an understandable example. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. So you fly to Mexico. You drink the water. You know. You, you get ingest both. some oh. fucked up parasite, and you're like, oh god, I'm shitting myself. Or but, you go to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. But people don't. Yeah. Exactly. Same. <laughs> same thing same thing but people in in mexico can drink the water of course because it's their what's what they're used to to a point so louis passed or not louis Pasteur, um uh, uh but chomp's theory was that actually uh, all of these things these what we see as like what we know is a common cold a virus yeah. and all these bacterial infections these are cleansing your body that the symptoms that you get are a detoxification process yeah. now i don't know how much i buy that yeah. but it is interesting you go okay wait a second like some things actually start to make more sense yeah they even claim that parasites are a part of that detoxification and there's these levels of detoxification so if i'm eating a raw diet 
in tune with my environment and getting all the bacteria that I need and becoming part of life around me, that the only thing that I'll get is a seasonal cold or flu to flush my system. It's like a purgative effect. Yeah. And that comes from the processing of food. So like if I cook my food, there's this carbon offset that I have to digest. That's carcinogenic. Right. I need Free to flush radicals. that out of my, yeah, I need yeah. to get that out of my system. Most obviously, if we eat raw greens with that, that actually flushes it out of the system. Okay. So this, this balance can be held by remaining completely raw and having the fewest toxins added into your body as possible. Right. Um, toxin is a weird word. I'll give you like, this is where I would argue with Josh all the time. It's like, what do you mean by toxin? What toxin? Like, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. Um, but then it, it kind of, that, that's kind of the base of the theory. And there's some really good things there where you like, man, um, why can't we eat raw food? Like wh why? Yeah. Right. It, first of all, it doesn't we taste. Can. You can, and this is this is the shocking part. Now, Josh and Sam and like a couple of these people, they go as far as to kind of like, uh, this is kind of the um, the snake handlers of the like, you know, Christian world. Where what's the snake dancers? What's the what what religion is that? I don't know. It's Christianity, but it's like the snake. Anyway, you like prove your faith by doing the dangerous thing. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel like okay so they're eating raw chicken they're eating raw pork and there's even there's even cases where they've explained to people or uh, some people have like literally ordered trichinella the parasite and drinking it drinking the parasite trichinella the that causes trichinosis that's usually in pork because they believe that that will heal them it's going to detoxify them from something do you think that these two individuals josh and sam do you think that they live a life that hasn't had danger in it before? So this is how they're living on the <laughs> oh, edge. Oh, that's interesting. Just I mean, throwing it out there. I, I don't disagree. I, I appreciate a lot of oh, yeah. Josh's research and a lot of mm -hmm. Sam's examples. Yeah, for sure. Because mm. I can look at Sam and be like, that's not working. That's weird. I don't want to do that. I mean, and to, Josh is really good at research. So I appreciate both of them. To be fair, I, I kind of look... I. I I don't look at them as examples um, because they don't do any of the stuff that I want to do. And this this comes yeah. back to like, man, how do you learn? How do you learn? Right. I, I learn from, so I'm like, how did that guy do that? Or like, how did he become that? How did he look like that? How did he do that trick? How did he do the thing? And I start like mapping how they did it. And if you can kind of see that that is a, if that's... I don't know, part of the equation, like this diet is equal to this, then I'd be like, man, I'm really going to consider that diet. But most of the things that I want to do, I want to be good at jujitsu, I want to be good at writing, I want to be good at photography, I want to be good at these, like, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be good at teaching. Yep. None of that, I don't find the commonality to be like, oh, you have to be 100% raw. I just don't, like, yeah. it doesn't add up. Yep. Um, and those guys, like, although I love them both to death, they don't, they just sit around all day. They, yep. have, they have, like, very easy, you know, easygoing lives for whatever reason. They've worked out a really good way to make money, a really good way to just hang out in the sun all day, and that's admirable, and but I'll also don't want to do that completely yep. josh works on a farm now <clears throat> sure but that's like recently you yeah. know and i don't know what he's doing now but at the time that's kind yes. of what i was yep. looking at so this is super interesting i i appreciate the raw primal thing and i think that there are 
like everything that you just said, I can grasp mm-hmm. and be like, that makes sense. I want to incorporate that. I don't think I could do it 100%. One, because even if I never cooked again for myself, I enjoy the act of cooking. Yeah. You know, I'm a chef by trade. A hundred percent. And that's my craft. Like, I feel like this is how I'm doing my witchcraft and putting things together. I'm cooking them. I'm seeing how they work together. I'm, you know, some things you have to cook to get a flavor out um, or roast to get a flavor out. And yeah. I, sure, you know, that that is my art. Do I oh, appreciate yeah. raw? Of course. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I wanted to clear up is, you know, during the Buttery Bros episode, Marston was dry heaving. He probably shouldn't have taken a big piece of liver and <laughs> bit into it, like, yeah. you know, bit a piece off. We should have sliced it for him. Yeah. Um, and he he dry heaved the whole time. But if you saw Heber, this is super interesting. So Heber was fine. He dipped in maple syrup. Mm-hmm. He did yeah. the salt thing. He was eating it. Yeah. Heber got a hold of me the next day and he said his recovery on his whoop has never been so drastically like different from day to day and he's like there's something to this my recovery is through the roof yeah for sure and so i think if you have a good source which a lot of um a lot of eating raw has to do with okay how how is this animal killed was this a healthy animal from the beginning um what that, no this is a really interesting point oh Keep yeah going, yeah. yeah i agree are you eating a sick animal right. are you eating i mean you wouldn't eat an apple that had been kicked bunt kicked across the horizon completely You're, i mean that that's pop- my favorite apple i'm gonna get it yeah <laughs> you wouldn't you would like cut out the bruise part and so you wouldn't eat an animal that's super sick so now you're eating a healthy animal that yep. was happy and, and was killed in a humane way because an animal that's killed under stress like you're that eating is, that stress yes, it's, it's secreting this is a part this is a part that is really interesting and i've had to kind of change my idea on on like what healthy animals are mm. um and, and it goes like the same is true like if an animal's raised naturally probably pasture probably eats mostly grass or like ruminant ruminants will probably eat a natural diet whatever they're driven to naturally and to be honest, not to be like a weird anti-vax person, but if the animal's unvaccinated, that's probably like a huge benefit. For Mostly, sure. in in uh, Ogenus talks about this, about a lot of people misunderstand if you're going to eat conventional food, like con- conventionally produced meat, mm-hmm. man, you probably want to avoid the fat because fat yeah. is where toxins are stored. Yeah. So if you have like an animal that's raised in a factory farm around all of these diseases injected like with all sorts of shit just to keep it alive, all of that is gonna go into the fat of the meat. And then when you cook it, it releases it. So he also yeah. says that if you were gonna eat conventional, first and foremost, eat raw conventional, which is like kind of weird, but he says that cooking releases the toxin and the fat will actually hold the toxin and you can process it without absorbing it. Mm. That's really interesting. But he says organ meats, you have to, you cannot eat conventional organ meats. You have to eat pasture raised or naturally red raised meat organ meats in order to not absorb the toxins. And I thought that is probably really important mm. if we're thinking about it on like a large scale of how much food you're supposed to eat within a lifetime. Yeah. Um, so that I think the quality thing is key, which is also interesting. Well, like honest bison sent us the highest quality, mm. you know, meat that you can basically get. And you just, you have this, if, if nothing else, when I started experimenting with a raw diet, cause I, I did it for a couple of weeks, which is really weird. When? Uh, last year. Okay. Yeah. 
um yeah just like okay i'll do it like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, i'll give it a shot and i backed away i only lasted two weeks until i started incorporating like cooked food in it mostly because i couldn't eat enough food totally this is some of the weirdest part uh if i eat a steak raw and you're not supposed to use salt or anything like that it gets even weirder but uh, about half a steak and i would not be hungry anymore like all of the yeah all of the stuff shuts all my hunger shuts down it's like i'm not getting enough food to train how i train yeah again pointing to mm-hmm. the people who do this they don't train how we train they don't yep. put out that kind of effort so i have to modify it so then i ended up switching after two weeks i would eat half a raw steak and then i would cook the other half so yep. i could get the other half in because now it's appetizing because yep. steak doesn't taste like anything yeah like it, it just tastes like watery yep. stuff yeah and the texture is not bad it's like carpaccio it's whatever yep it's fine yep um but then I started to notice like when I would eat raw food, it was a very different energy. How so? Uh, I would get like a ton of energy, like shaky energy, almost like I just, in one of the times I felt like high. Yeah. Like I felt like I just smoked something. It bumps your hormone levels up a little bit. Does it? It it boosts sex drive. Yeah. And I've heard that over like a mass range of people that incorporate like heart. Yeah. Completely. So now I'm to the point where it's like, I... I think I think it's good for you. Yep. I don't think it's necessary to do a hundred percent completely. So I, I, our practice now is like, oh, you get sushi and carpaccio or make make tartare or yeah. something like once or twice yeah. a week, yeah. and I think you're probably good. And then daily, I incorporate raw milk and raw eggs, okay, and raw honey. Yep. That those are like that's my takeaway from it. Yeah, that's and I've cool. noticed a huge benefit in mm-hmm. my digestion, in my gut, in my like I don't nothing like physically other than i feel a little bit better that's yeah. about it um i asked trevor how mm-hmm. um how he eats raw organs because mm-hmm. he like he hunts and he says that you know he'll eat he'll eat raw elk heart like yeah. on the field yeah. while he's processing yeah. and i'm like wow that's pretty gnarly like is there another way that you know people can kind of consume this stuff a little bit easier which you know i do want the easy route sometimes yeah um he said, "Freeze it and sliver it off, yep. and just eat it frozen." Oh, Janice, turn in his grave. I know. Maybe he would, but <laughs> I feel really good when I do that, and I'll get it in more consistently. Like, yeah. for sure. I will have an organ go bad in my totally fridge oh, if yeah, I don't do it like that. Yeah. you know, I, I'm just not eating enough of it. Yeah, for sure. And this is where I get kind of weird. Where you're like, "No, you're not supposed to do it that way." And you get back, okay? Now you're just a vegan yelling at me about my belt or, or anybody so, yelling about anything. I think one of the reasons why I see such a massive difference with with eating well, first and foremost, like red meat is huge. Yep. Um, but switching over and starting to incorporate more nutritionally dense things like organs is I was vegan for a decade. Yeah. Mm. And the first time that I ate raw meat, I had fish first mm-hmm. and then I had bison and it was like, I just got a vitamin B shot. Like I, I, believe ha- that. I had so much energy. I felt so good. Like it was just this different, like, Oh, I'm not foggy anymore. Like I can go run. Like I just felt so good. Oh yeah. That I was like, man, what was I missing? everything everything i was missing everything for a decade yeah Yeah. so this is another weird thing because i loved being vegan i loved i like figuring things out oh yeah and so you know i loved figuring out baking and how to make things work and beautiful and blah 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 and i was having this is when i was starting to run volume yep and i was starting to have back issues and finally i went and got an mri i'm like 
my my spine is fine like what is wrong with my back like my extensors and like going down my hamstrings and I felt like I had growing pains in my back all the time yeah and I'm like man like I don't have bad periods like I don't have all of these things I, I was troubleshooting yep went and got an MRI and the first thing the doctor asked me was has there been a long period of time in your life where you didn't eat animal products? And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've been vegan for like almost a decade. And he's like, you like your tendons are catabolic at this point. Oh, and I'm like, man, and I was young. Yeah, totally. And he said, you know, I would, I would advise you to start eating animal products. Yeah. And it was like, it crushed me. In fact, you know, what's funny. I lost a lot of friends not being vegan. Yeah, I was like really engulfed in the community and the culture of veganism, mm. which is so stupid. I'm like, you guys want to watch me like eat myself? Yeah. Nobody cared. And I started eating meat and I felt so much better. And there was a balancing act of there. Course. But I'm like, man, I feel so good. Um, I remember I'd go and run and then come home and go to sleep. And then I'd wake up like two hours later. And I was just, I was tired all the time. Completely. And I think I threw my thyroid off. Like there was a lot of weird stuff that I've had to really go back through and fix yep. from being vegan. Oh, I believe that. So, and, and I didn't know as much about nutrition as I do now, ever but learning. still, yep. you know, there wouldn't have been the things I couldn't have supplemented my way out of a vegan diet. Yeah. There's no way. Like there's just no way. Oh yeah. No. I mean, the only example I have is. After Travis died, for like six months, people would deliver meals to me, mm -hmm. and that was super helpful for me because I don't like to cook. It's just like my... spaghetti, my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> spaghetti and garlic bread. <laughs> hey, I sorry know. about your loss. <laughs> Here's some spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so helpful, and like they, you know, they there's all those websites, and like they put your allergies on it, and so people would make incredible meals, and then they deliver it, and I come home from working or whatever, and there would be like this meal, like it was huge. Yeah. Yeah. But after six months, that ends. And, the, and But life is still so intense. And so, like, for a year, I didn't eat a lot at all. Or I just eat yogurt. Like, I get home from work and I just, like, eat some yogurt and then pass out. And um, and so, fast forward, you know, two years after Travis has died. And at this point, my cortisol and adrenals are so low. Like, you know, we've gone through a global pandemic, mm. blah, 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 blah. It's just, like, a super stressful time of life. And I was like, oh, I have to do something. And fortunately, Mark loves to cook. And so he's, mm -hmm. and so I'm eating red meat much more often or yep. just like more nutrient dense meals and, and uh, a difference of them every night. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. plus focusing on getting actually quality sleep and how much that has changed. It's a slow, it's not, that's not an immediate change, mm -hmm. right? It's a slow rebuild of those um, pulses and that like deep soul exhaustion. Um, but the food has been tremendous in yeah. helping me recover in that way. Mm. Yeah. It's it's insane the cycles that start to shut off when your body's malnutritioned. Because oh, I'm sure. Yeah. We're strong. Like we yep. can get through a lot. Like I mean, you could probably not eat for three days and get up and go and run. Oh, and yeah. have a pretty quality run. And Completely. so I think over time people don't realize it. I see it massively in the CrossFit community. I bet. Because people are like, I have abs, like you know, obviously I'm healthy. I'm still able to train. I'm like, yes, yeah, exactly. your hair is falling out. Your breath stinks. Like you're sick all the time. You're getting bacterial infections. Yep. Like yep. something's wrong. And it's, 
it's going to start shutting off systems like hair growth. Yes. Your eyelashes. um, Skin. Yeah. yeah, You're going to have extreme skin disorders and bad skin and weird skin. And you're going to get wrinkles and your coloring is going to be weird. Completely. Um, You're going to lose your cycle. You know, that's a huge one. It's a big. Yeah. In fact, I lost my cycle for a really long time. Totally. Um, And. I lost it when I was running. I lost it when I was vegan and then it came back. And then I lost it again when I started competing in CrossFit. And it wasn't until Christine Andali actually was like, you should look into that. And I'm like, maybe I'm just so lean. And she was like, no, that's not it. Yeah. (laughs) Funny enough. um, I started doing a bunch of research and it, it's definitely malnutrition. That's how I was. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what, brought it back for me was ancestral supplements sent me a, a box of supplements that sat in my office for a month and I'm not like trying to plug them in you know I don't yeah, no, no. I don't work for them they don't pay me to say this yeah um it, and you don't necessarily have to get it in a pill form but that nutritional density that I wasn't getting anywhere else it helped refeed these systems that were shutting off in my body oh, yeah. that over time you don't notice them. No, you know, yeah. and not, and, and if you're focusing in, in that particular instance, and for me, like with running, when you're focused on the training, it's, it's easy to not necessarily look straight at that or, or you think it's just because I'm training so hard. It's yeah. not realizing that you're not refueling or recovering or healing through these nutrients that will help you. Yeah. I mean, that's probably be one of uh, watching that, with Aaron oh, was sure. like, oh shit, like how we, we're very conscious eaters. Oh yeah. But man, you, you really don't know what you're missing until you start to like, until you, you do kind of an inventory of how your body is supposed to work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you have to do this like, oh yeah, this is a natural cycle for mm-hmm. women or this is yeah. like, this is what I should feel the, uh, like for men, like this is a, a proper testosterone level yep. for my age and my activity level. And you're like, you, you really don't, man, especially competing in endurance sports for so long, you shut all of that shit down. Oh, for You're like sure. trying to lose weight the entire time, yep. malnutrition for years on end and under recovering, <laughs> overdoing it. And you're like, oh, this is just what life feels like. This is just how it is. <laughs> well, what yeah. was that? I, yeah. I fell asleep and I, oh I haven't got an erection in 12 years. <laughs> like, and then the you're vegan on top of that. And you're like, why am I so sad <laughs> all the time? Exactly. Like, Are you insane? That's, I know. I'm like, no, I just don't get, I don't get a cycle. That's, I'm just yeah. training. What? Yeah. yeah. No, just well, identify as a non-secular person. Exactly. Why am I cutting myself? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but, but yeah but seriously but yeah, exactly i yeah. work with a lot of uh actually most vegans don't reach out to me um but i would work with them i've worked with a lot of vegetarians because yeah. of religious reasons and oh, i'm yeah. like let me show you how to do this in a non-invasive way yep. and let's do this the healthiest method that i possibly can show you completely you know um but coming from the vegan community it's like man you guys are there's some sad vegans. Yeah. And if you're not sad yet and this is triggering you, it's a yet thing because eventually you're going to get depressed. Yeah, sure. Um, heart has the highest, the highest CoQ10. content of CoQ10. And so when you eat that, you immediately feel this like burst of like, like well being. Mm. It's really interesting. Yeah. So well, I was eating a lot of heart after Lennon passed away. Yeah, completely. That's why I think a lot of these things are so, interesting because you're like you i mean though the old you know trope of like you are what you eat i know it 
it's and it's not exactly that, but if you do eat shit food, you're probably a shitty feeling person. Completely. Right? Like, like you feel terrible. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. You 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 feel what you eat. Yes. Is probably I think that's a, a more accurate, accurate way. Yeah. Um the it's hard to describe to people who have not felt good what it is mm-hmm. to feel good. A hundred percent. And then you layer on all these belief systems that arbitrarily direct somebody and make it so much harder to figure that stuff out. Belief systems are the idea of control. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and you could say like, oh, traditionally my family's vegetarian or my culture's vegetarian. And you're like, yeah, that's great, but it's just peer pressure from dead people. Yeah. Like we, we know so much more about what we should eat and what we should probably try to feel like. Like, uh, man, if, if you're not happy, check your diet. Like first and foremost. Yeah. Oh yeah, completely. And and don't follow exterior rules. Listen to the interior yeah, yeah. and navigate that way. But if all you've been eating is processed garbage, the interior is not something that you want to reflect on. For and that's sure. that that is the hardest thing to understand. Like when I, because uh, we eat. I mean, for ever since we've been together, we've been pretty conscious about diet. Like yeah. we've like we've always tried to have like balanced high protein, yep. you know, good fats. Uh, but over the time, we've really like honed in on some of the problems. Yep. And like, it's not like we don't eat processed food, mm. but the amount of people that they're the majority of their diet is made up from processed food. There needs to be a word for that. Like 80% oh, of your, your food is made up. I mean, it's and called he, American. But, yes. Yeah. Accurate. It's fucked up. It's super I realized up. how much processed food was available or how much we uh, we haven't really ever been super huge in processed foods. Yeah. But even getting like flavored, yeah. you know, quinoa mixes and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, moving to London, they don't have any of that. Like you go to the grocery yeah. store and it's small and it's yeah. like, wait, where are all the products? And they're like, we don't. A lot of the products in the U.S., they're banned there. Yeah. yeah. Like, they are illegal. And yeah. that is a big sign, you know, that something is really off. Well, because yeah. here, something is generally regarded as safe, which yep. means it just hasn't f- killed tens of thousands of people yet. Like, yes. that, there's, like, this barrier. But we're getting there. We're getting to the point where food is so poisonous now we can't even we can't even fathom the damage that it does that is oh, how yeah. bizarre it is yeah. uh and it's it man it's it's always been pushed by this in industry of food to like not have these laws right to like no no you can't regulate us we're just in the free market trying to give people what they want and you're like dude scientists work so hard not only just curing diseases but actually figuring out how to trick you into eating more exactly that that's the fucking that's a profession there's there's hundreds if not thousands of people where they're every like working hour is is trying to figure out how to hijack the human brain to get it to consume more food to be addicted yeah Yeah. so terrifying to me that it's it's not it's it's aggravating because you're what you're what you're trying to overcome by you know teaching people that they can feel good and make better decisions and not be depressed and and be active and like live a fulfilling life through diet and you know health practices 
you have to overcome the overwhelming narrative of like, eat this, it's good. Oh, you'll never miss out on this. Oh, you never had a Dorito that tastes like a churro. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what? None of this makes any sense. Yeah. And you're like, have you ever had a churro that tastes like a Dorito? No. <laughs> I had my first churro with you guys in St. George. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It but was. we just competed. Like, oh yeah. You know, we just did a comp- a fitness competition. Yeah. Like, I don't and I only having... ate 12 of them. No, I'm just Nine is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Nine didn't That's seem that fucked lot. up though. Nine is a lot of churros. Man, That's a lot of anything. Um, explain. Remember when you were explaining like the difference between people that eat meat and people that don't eat meat to Sam? Oh God, that um, was so funny. I loved that example. Uh, well, of so, the different different yeah, so ways your brains like, work. You're, you know, fuck. How did I put that? Oh, so there's like this. Um, it's a high yield food, right? Yeah. Like meat is. Yes. Um, and vegetables are not. And th- where I kind of came up with this is like lots of um, high thinker, or I would say like gurus. Yeah. Um, guru is one of them yep. where he's like, oh, you eat a vegetarian diet so you can relax and calm down. And it's like a, you only eat vegetables and then you're at peace and you're at this thing. And you're like. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Like I'm inactive. You mean it makes you more sedentary. Yeah. And when you look at the animals that eat a vegetarian diet to get the nutrition out of it, to hold their mass or to do any activity, they really have, they need like, you know, two stomachs, right? That ruminants, right? right? They need two chambers in which that they can spin this very low yield, Mm-hmm. Uh, grass into the proper kind of fat, and then they convert that into omega three. If it's if it's grass or whatever they're eating, if it's grain, they'll convert it to omega six, and that that's what makes up their. But they chew pretty much all day. Oh yeah, like you look at gorillas, even that like eating plants, they're like chewing all fucking day. Oh yeah, and most chimpanzees will prefer meat. They'll kill other monkeys and eat them because it's such a different kind of source of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Y- how I was talking about it to Sam because he was just talking. He was talking about like thinking, and I was like, how how he likes to sit and think and not overthink and blah blah. And he goes off on his little tangents, and I was like, yeah, you sound like a ruminant animal. You sound like a vegetarian. Yeah, which means your thoughts are so low quality that you have to turn them over and over again in order to pull a good idea out of it. Like that. That's how I think about a vegetarian diet. They're vegetarian. Like the ruminants are down in the valley in the grass. All the sheep, all the things that are just sitting there. They're just like waiting to be picked off by predators who are up in the mountains, up in the trees, up in the like. Because a predator knows exactly what it needs and it doesn't waste any time. It goes and gets it and then it goes on with its day. It's very like exact and precise. And it's because it's such a high energy yield. It doesn't need anything else. It's yeah. like a fine balance of getting what you want. But if you're just chewing cud all day, you like you can't get anything done. You have to chew more cud. Yeah, it's it's such a weird. Uh, and there's lots of vegetarian example like uh they're like oh yeah, but a gorilla. Look how strong gorillas are. And I'm like, did they sleep like 22 hours a day? Yeah. And I'm like, there's a reason. Yeah, they're big and they're you do not want to fuck with a gorilla. But also. I eat meat and I can think, yeah. right? Like I, I can yeah. problem solve better. So we can wipe all the gorillas out on the planet in like 10 seconds. Um, and they, a lot of that has to do with the kind of energy that humans take in. Yeah. And now it's shifting. And when, when I look at it now, it's like, man, you can tell how people think most people are eating low quality food. 
Like you, you can just feel it. Like on so, social media is such a low quality, it, like experience. Yeah. And if you look at what's going on there, most people are just eating the shittiest processed food possible. I agree. Yes. It's super weird. I agree. Anyway, that was I'm still story. there. Follow me. Shut up. Eat. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Um, I uh, one of the first things that I noticed when I switched to carnivore because Michael and I, I uh, the carnivore book sat, you know, in my inbox for a long time before I'm like, all right. I need to start this book. And it's because I hadn't done carnivore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I needed to go through it before I could write about it yep. in an honest way. And so Michael and I did carnivore. And and now I've worked with several clients that have gone through carnivore, even, even pretty long-term carnivore, you know, two, yep. three years. And the there's a couple things that I've noticed across the board and then it gets kind of weird. Like, you know, we have to, we have to balance out for hormonal reasons, you know, adding a little bit of carbohydrate in for people that are a little bit more active. Yeah. But one of the things that, that is consistent across the board is digestion gets better, which that blew my mind. Mm. And, um, the, the overarching feeling of well-being is huge like people re- report that and then not up and down anxiety attacks yeah you know people are very like even keel and Tr- trevor did carnivore for a-, a while too and he's he said eventually i was so low carb he's like i was i was so even keel but like really low energy which mm-hmm. is not really how trevor functions so no. he yeah. had yeah he ended up adding like dates and honey and some things like that in and he's yeah. like it fixed it pretty quick so well and it's important to listen to like that energy stuff like for me if i do a huge if i have in a big training cycle running in the mountains or if i do a really long endeavor i know that what how, i don't know exactly i don't know how it works scientifically but i know my body's churning at such a high rate mm-hmm. that if if i don't want to be an asshole and i happen to be somewhere and they serve something with some gluten in it i'm like okay this isn't going to fuck me up as much as it typically would because yeah. i'm churning everything yeah. much quicker yeah and so i'm like sure. okay i'm going to be okay with this whereas if i'm not in that type of cycle then i'm way more hesitant i'm like yeah. this is really going to mess me up I, and that's kind of yep. how yeah. i think about it with like sugar too yes. but even sugar is becoming kind of a problem i hear you um I love sugar. Me too. Yeah, I mean, who who doesn't? But like, what I noticed from when we did our, especially in like long efforts, um, man, the wear and tear from long efforts, I think, are so much more inflamed by oh, sugar. I, I know. Like, we did the twenty four hour thing, and it was just like, you know, whatever you can get in yeah. for the air bike, fucking. Th- it was like I, jelly bellies and fucking candy bars. That's and, how I've done ultras. Yeah, you know, you just get just whatever you can eat. My yeah. joints hurt so bad that. after that, and yep. I don't think it was just the exercise. I, I, so I tested. So this year, when we did the twelve hour thing, I had no sugar. So oh yeah, that's right. Rice, like nothing, nothing fast. Yep. No, 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 like no, like. Did processed you do rice? Sugar. Yeah, I did some rice. Did you do anything like a banana? Or? Yeah, I did some fruit. Yep, that's... but but nothing from like a processed, yep. like no candy bars, no candy, anything like that. It was mm. it was mostly rice and soup, and then I had some bread, um, and I think I had. But a nothing tortilla. like sweet, sweet, like no, no. fake like Sour Patch Kids so or anything. No exactly. Snickers bars. Yeah, like right. I st- yeah I stayed out of that whole realm. Even even sugar from the realm of like even if it was like a quality sugar yeah. source, I just wanted to test it and see like. I was really worried about my elbows like flaring sure. up because yep. yeah. I've had some issues in the past. Actually, ever since that thing, yep. I've had elbow issues ever since. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. The weird part being, um, man, I didn't have 
any issues. That's awesome. Like it was recovered in like a couple days. Yeah. From from a twelve hour effort and no no inflammatory response. That's cool. But I did eat a donut a couple days later. Yeah. In almost immediately started aching and I was like, yeah. what the fuck, man? It's just I, the process. It's I the process. am, that's super fascinating because when I was running ultras regularly, I just accepted that part of the process would be I would be puffy after it, you know, like, mm -hmm. and you, you do this like long effort and this incredible athletic endeavor and then I'm like, well, I'm just going to be swollen for a while after yeah. this. And I, and, but at that time I was just eating whatever I could mm -hmm. like consume during the effort, yeah. right? So that could be, those like smuckers or those was like PB and J's yeah. like processed beyond that shit. So shitty. so shitty. Um, and so I wonder if I did something different than that, what my experience would be afterward after it. Well, I think it would be different. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't, I don't eat a ton of processed foods when I compete. Yep. Um, I usually go banana. Yeah. Bananas yeah. are great. I, my stomach does not do well with food yeah. because my heart rate is high. Yep. And so I usually tend to eat a little bit low. I, Michael does too. He just likes feeling a little bit more empty. Yeah. Like yeah. actual, like physically yeah. empty in his stomach. Yep. Um, I'm lean as fuck after I compete. Yeah. Like those are my leanest days, but I also don't eat a bunch of processed stuff. And yeah. I have, I have quite a few clients that like mountain climb and do like big mountain endeavors. Yep. And they're like, yeah, we eat chomps and Sour Patch Kids yeah. and all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, I don't get it. I gained like 10 pounds afterwards. And I'm like, how did you gain? You that? have to stop like yeah. eating this stuff. You're, you're so inflamed. Yeah. But they can't wrap their head around like, oh, what the, if I bonk? And well, it's like, I, but you can find something else with e equal value. Oh yeah. And like know? their, their thought process there is like, there's so much to, to just do this effort. So like, I'm going to put my thought process and my attention there Yeah, and then, and then I'll just figure out what to eat, whatever. Yeah. Not realizing that you have to pay for it. You have to pay for it. Th this is kind of to go back to the raw prime. Like that theory really has to do with that. Like you pay for what you eat. Right. And so if yep. I cook my food, I have all the byproduct from that food. If I process my food, if I, and this is the kind of weird that like something, this seems wrong to me that in our society, something um, that is deemed safe lacks all life, mm -hmm. right? Like <laughs> you just killed everything and that makes it safe. And you're like, yeah, cause it's dead. It can't die anymore. It's sort of the marketing strategy of America. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like kill it and sterilize it. But when you look at a like bigger, and this is where the raw primal becomes kind of like a culture in its own. Like yeah. if you, it, you'll dive down like some eight Chan yeah. bullshit yeah. with it. And they're probably, they're probably linked to white supremacy somewhere. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, they get to this point where they, they, they really believe that these like this act of sterilizing is evil, like killing, killing in that regard, because this, and this, I had to think hard about this. This is a weird theory. When you kill an animal, you're not sterilizing it, right? You're not removing, you're not scrubbing the life from the earth. You're ingesting it and it's becoming earth. This is a oh. natural cycle that almost every indigenous culture has paid attention to, this natural life cycle, mm -hmm. because the bacteria is still alive. Not till we started sterilizing and like, and now you look at our burial process where we're actually mm -hmm. 
burning and cremating the body so it can't give exactly back to life. The, the bacteria that was in that thing were destroying. Yeah. And th- this is a very weird practice. And this, this has come Super up strange. in three different, completely separate, weird things that I listen to. In human design, they talk about a 72-hour period after the body dies that you need to allow the bacteria to organize themselves in order to in in order to return to the earth and for the spirit to ascend of course in old gnostic christian tradition that was it uh pertained to uh and it also popped up in the primal thing where they talk about giving your body back to the earth so that you can be food for the rest of life and that's how you actually reincarnate it's illegal it is illegal and this is where it's so weird (sighs) but not for the pope the Pope gets 72 hours before the body. Oh, is... so the post, the Pope's going to take over like Mormons. Like it's like this like long-term, <laughs> this is long game. It's long game shit. Yeah. But it's a, it's a weird, it's just a weird like, man, our culture and how we look at death and life cycle stuff is so far off the mark. Like, yeah. Isn't you, that wild? You s- scrub everything. Remove all signs of life. No bacteria, no viruses. Put makeup on that body. Exactly. <laughs> what the it. fuck, man? Like, yeah, that's super it gets, weird. It's almost eerie and gross when you think about it because you come back to this like no i want to like i want to go back into the earth but it's illegal yeah it's illegal to bury my body are you fucking out of your mind yeah only because i don't know casket companies probably lobbied so that you have to use a casket or some shit formaldehyde yeah Yeah. with some fucking toxic chemical how much formaldehyde do you think is in our soil now yeah seriously so much yeah Yeah, that's insane well so well that's why they put them in a casket though Oh, okay. Because Perfect. if you put it in a casket, that's sealed Good, for at safe. least, it's guaranteed for 80 years. What? Who's digging these up and like checking the guarantee? I was going to look into it. <laughs> Traff, you in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> T-Man. Hey. Hey. Yo. Oh, I guess it's still sealed. That's a good casket. I know. I'm sorry they put that nerdy hat on you. <laughs> I could fight for a lot. <laughs> Dude, it's such a, I, and so uh, when I look at it now, like how you eat, uh, and uh, that's kind of how I view it. And maybe this is like just fucking ignorance or like me being superstitious or something. But when I eat, I try to think about it, like how much life is in there. Oh, I don't think that's superstitious. I think that's like actually experiencing life. Sure. You know, well, but most, you know, I just like, you have to like put it in that context. So people understand. I do understand the ridiculous nature mm. of yeah. what, what we're like bridging to which it's not just food this is a connection to like the entire universe is you partaking in how you eat and when you process something or when you like eat these like highly manufactured foods that basically rape the fucking planet put all sorts of garbage in it in order to extract the maximum amount of profit and make you sick you are taking yourself out of this life cycle yes a hundred percent with diet, yes. Yeah. With also how we fill our homes or fill yeah. our lives and go to our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that's exactly it. Yeah, it's the it's the well, yeah, it's a a, con, a consumegan. Like it's, you're well, <laughs> just consuming and, and I'm not super against vegans. I think that it's a dangerous diet because we are not meant for that. I'm not against vegans either. In fact, the more people that want to be vegan go for it. Like I like you do you. And, and it doesn't really it. matter because, A, I'm not here to fucking save people. No. Like, uh, from themselves. Yeah. And, uh, like, you shouldn't... Truth is self-evident. 
right? If, if veganism for you feels like the thing or whatever, whatever your practice, if, if a standard American diet is like the ultimate diet for you, I don't want to talk you out of that. Well, and I also, what I do have empathy and understanding for is also people who are frustrated with how we handle animals. And just as you were- 100%. Just, yes. Yeah. And I, com- I wanted to get to that. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I completely understand that yeah. be- because- just like you were talking about like exploiting or using or how like mm-hmm. they are taking life from animals in such a negative way. Yeah. 100%. I understand people that recognize that. Uh, and also we can do things differently. Yeah. But yeah, if sure. you care about that research, research what humane farming is doing for the earth. It's re- yeah. regenerative. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's massive. Yeah. And there's so many good farms out there and there's so many people involved in this this farming practice that are doing so much for our earth. Oh, yeah. way more than people that are like, I eat soy because whatever. <laughs> oh, totally. it's like, no, you can't farm that soil for like seven years after a soy crop yeah. is grown. Oh, it's, it's fucking even which, worse. Palm. Which is why oh, I believe that. So when I found honest bison, I reached out to them and Sean, you know, a real person reached out to me and he said, Hey, this is our farm. This is where we are. This is what we do. These are our animals' names. This yep. is how happy they are. Look at them. Oh, that's like my friend. And it's like, this is so rad. Like, this is a so company rad. that I want to support. And yep. so I think yeah. it just takes a little bit more looking into. That's, I got to look into it. <laughs> I was unfortunate. One of my best friends, you know, her home has been a ranch for a long time. And so I like get to go over there and I, and I see all the cows and there's Mish running across the river and like shoulder butting a cow so it doesn't fall in, you know? And then she gives me ground. Then she just drops off ground beef at my house and the yeah. burgers are amazing. Yeah, and I'm like, I used to hang out with that cow. <laughs> you know, I, There is something, there's something very, uh, and it is separate. When people think about meat and cellophane, and you're like, yeah, I understand why you're against meat production. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yep. that, I'm 100% on board with saying getting rid of factory farming. Oh, like, yeah. I think it's fucking abhorrent. I think it's like one of the worst things that you could do. Yep. Yeah. Um, but some other things would have to be figured out because I also believe that human health is directly connected to the consumption of red meat. Yep. Like, uh, it, it, it just... It is. And some people can get away with it not doing it. Great. Totally. Go for it. Yep. But I think for the majority of people that face, especially like modern modern ales, especially autoimmune disorders, yeah. like, yeah. man, you, you wouldn't want to say that you can treat it. But man, have you tried checking your diet before you got on Humira or like one oh, of these other God. fucking drugs yeah. that are, are dealing? Why is there an autoimmune disorder right not how do we how do we mask it and continue your bullshit life yep. but what is causing it in the first place is it this mixture of bad lifestyle stuff uh inflammatory fucking dieting or like what is it and then try to figure it out yeah well and plants are also highly inflammatory like For sure i don't know if you guys have been around like gardening before but yeah. it's it's really hard to grow anything organically yeah um my grandparents they spray their trees and their crops with um geranium like dried geranium powder yeah Yeah. which is a flower yep but it keeps bugs and rabbits and little guys away yeah um and then we wash it off like my gram my grandma soaks everything but that's not standard yeah you know think of all of this shit that we have on our food just to keep it looking the way that you see it in the The grocery grocery store store. sorry like 
there are bugs and we have a lot of bugs and you use the glyphosate it's good for you yeah it's so (laughs) gnarly it is so bad for you oh yeah and that's what vegans are eating like amongst all of the anti-nutrients that plants have like plants can't defend themselves they can't run away so they have these little anti-nutrients so when you go to eat it it you know it sends it off most things have a defense mechanism that's what's picking away at your gut doesn't mean yeah, it's teeth and fucking claws, or right. they can run. Like right. that's their. Yep. That's how they don't die. Yeah. And so, but the meat itself is not harmful. But plants, for the most part, right. even if they're good for you, even if they're good plants, they usually have some kind of mechanism that kind of. What's a some um, have less. What's a mushroom's defense mechanism? But I think mushrooms want to be as eaten. Fuck. Yeah, totally. I don't disagree. <laughs> well, because yeah. like mycelium is the connection for all plant life. Which I didn't right? know about it. Yeah it's, yeah. it's like the network for pretty much all living things. It's so incredible. It fungus. Uh, some fungus have mechanisms. Like right. some are poisonous. poisonous. Some, are, yep. some are inedible. Yep. Some of them are hallucinatory. The good ones are. Yep. And then, you know, and I think we've really bred up the edible ones. I, I think have what? Natural, like artificially bred up. But, oh, yes. So that they're you. more abundant now, but... Yep. I mean, if you think about it, like mushrooms were first in the chain, right? Of the evolutionary cycle. So they they say that there used to be like mushrooms the size of redwood trees and shit. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I mean, but that's that's like, but the micro is the macro, right? So like, I don't know if this theory still stands, but when I was in college, it did. And it was like the idea that like, you know, a couple of whatever amounts of time after the Big Bang, like, like molecules would be like the size of planets. And so like, that's how... So this is like a theory from whenever our, the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and that like accounts for like the vast amount of space that was like created so quickly. I don't huh. know. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Uh, this is forever ago. So I don't know. But if that's, that's kind of interesting. It's super interesting. interesting. Yeah. But that, so, so I just like love hearing about yeah. like change, changes over time, AKA evolution. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so... Yeah, did you hear about a mushroom like that big? I mean, of course it's a it exists. Prehistoric mushroom. I would yeah. love that. Wouldn't Think that of be how much cool? Bone broth I could make. Seriously. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. So good. I don't know. There, there's, there's. I think that is also missing. Like the, this fascination with like the entire universe and being oh, a part yes. of it. Yes. Like right. Like we are so we're we self 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 yeah self. but even even worse it's like we're stagnant in our idea of the universe like mm. most people think we're like on this you know yeah i'm in america and there's this comedian that's like pretty god i forgot his name the comedian where he's like you think you're in america you're yeah. in a fucking rock spinning through space yeah. just zoom out yeah you're like just just zoom out a little just a tiny just bit. a little and be astounded yeah and yeah. you're just like Oh shit! That yeah. that's fucking big. Like yeah. when everything gets big and you get small, is when you can put your place in the universe. And then you realize you're like a marble on a cat's collar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Men in Black. Good reference. Yes. Um, that I, I, that answers a lot of like. Well, it it, it actually doesn't answer any questions, but it, it, I think it leads to more important questions, which of is like, the journey. Right, like yeah. if I think about, and this is the kind of the Gaia, you know, whatever yeah. theory, which a lot of people hate, but it's it's not untrue, no. yeah. which is like if I have trillions of bacteria cells, most of which aren't me, like they're foreign. There, there's, there's bacteria cells that identify as Michael. They have like my DNA in right. them. And then there's more that make me up that don't... That- 
Yes. Right? Yes. And so there, there's these two, there's, you know, that's the dichotomy of a person, but can you one imagine of one of those cells being like, <laughs> I don't know, like, fuck this place. Like, yeah. Oh, I thought Michael's going to change. Or, or, yeah. Or like, they just don't like the idea that they would just be like, I'm the best bacterial cell on the <laughs> yeah. planet. Fucking owned you. I'm like the Usain Bolt Check of bacterial cells. Lampy. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just an inability to look up and out and see how you're a part of something. And I think that is really important. Like when you, when you look up, you're like, we're essentially the cells of the planet that's living in a living system, in a living universe. And you're like, Oh shit. Okay. Well, how do I like, how do I go back to being the best part of this system? Right. <laughs> Which is a question no one's ever asked. I'm not very many people have asked. No. And that, that's because it takes like, it takes something maybe outside of yourself to yes. start yeah. being like, well, how do I treat that? It doesn't mean we don't eat other things. No. Bacteria cells feast on other bacteria and they like, that is kind of the cycle. Yep. You just like zoom out a little bit. Anyway, that, that whole thing, it just, the doing the thing with Heber and Marston was really interesting. I bet. Right. Because you see got like some dudes that have been around health space for mm-hmm. decades. Yeah. Um, that are also starting to notice like, oh, you know, like this is a weird thing that's happening. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Maybe that is the benefit of, of, of social media or of, of media in general, because you get to see these different, I, what seemed like bizarre and disgusting to me at first, but do you know what's weird? Out of all the things that I picked up that I thought were important from like the, the raw primal thing is like, I'm not grossed out anymore. What by touching raw meat. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. Right, like yeah. I'm not like, oh god, I gotta walk, I gotta like walk around with radioactive hands. I'm like, <laughs> no, this is like this. I'm eating this. Yeah. Right, and if I can eat it, it's safe. Yeah. And so it changes your perception of what is safe and what is unsafe. And when I look at like chemical cleaners, I go unsafe. Yeah. 100%. Right. Like I don't want that on my skin. I don't want that anywhere near my body. I don't want fragrances. Yeah. I don't want you to fuck. Yeah. If you're masking a smell. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, totally. Right? If you smell so terrible yeah. that your guts are so fucked up that you're producing these toxic smells totally. that you have to like dump Chanel number no. five on you, yeah. you are fucked. Yeah. That right? was one of the weirdest things about the UK that is just a little bit culturally off is scented toilet paper. Oh, yeah. Oh, weird. And I'm like, okay. Let's talk about how bad this is for your vagina. Like, yeah. there's no way this is good. No. For sure. Remember anyway. the place in St. George we were staying and they had like, I don't know, whatever that spray is that people would keep in their bathrooms, Glad yeah. or something. Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that in there and I was like, what's this bomb doing in here? <laughs> yeah. You know? it is, it's really, Who's the terrorist? Sense are horrible for you. It changes your brain chemistry. They, they, are, they are like one of the most toxic things oh, that I you can absolutely it. put yeah. in your system. There, um, there was a study done on that. Like they all contain, because they're not regulated. Oh, that's interesting. Because you're not consuming them, but you are. But you, you spray are. them and then you, yeah, breathe, you breathe them in. You breathe them in or they perforate your skin. Exactly. Yeah. How fucked Perfume. up is that? Huh. Yeah. That's funny. And there's there's a, there's a theory yes. that goes along. Actually, I think that uh, Elements Nutrition lady posted about this like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal because she talked about the theory of um, mind manipulation through fragrance. 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I was like, it, it gets deep seated. I bagged my husband. <laughs> Did you just smell like smoked meat? <laughs> I mean, I same, same, but it was just pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Aaron for a while wanted to do like her own perfume and it would just smell like smoked meats. Oh my god! Yes. Like, meats. And it's called yes. like it's called like smoke for her. For her. Yeah, oh flannel for god. her. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Mark always talks about when I came in here and I didn't smell that great because you know life was stressful and driving and all those things and I was like, hey, I smell whatever, deal with it. And he's like, yeah those pheromones and you just confident about it it's even better exactly exactly you and lambert same same yeah Yeah. team (laughs) not pheromones it's rotten guts what i will say about scent it was like wild when we were on the appalachian trail Mm -hmm. how you just get used to Mm -hmm. not scents yes yeah just natural right and then uh, someone would walk a day hiker as we would refer to him would walk by and you could smell the detergent the oh, laundry detergent yeah. so and gross. it was so strong yeah i was like wow that so was a cool experience as a kid i pulled out a sports bra that i probably haven't worn for two years oh, the other yeah. day and it smelled it smelled like laundry detergent still oh that's wild and um the first thing I thought was, I can't wear this because if something is that pungent and, I, you know, I haven't worn it for two years, that probably shouldn't be that close to like no. my, skin. my boobs. <laughs> Your skin, especially like sweating, pores open. Yeah. Yeah. So on that, on that side of it, like if you think about, okay, so we've like established that you're part of this environment. This yeah. comes back to the terrain theory thing. Like you're incorporating into it. These are the toxins that are coming into the system that you might make you sick or like mm-hmm. you would have symptoms of sickness in order to get them out of your system. Yep. And so the more you can reduce that cost on your body, the more it can like do beneficial things for you or keep you alive or, you know, all, yeah. of, all of the other things. That I think is remarkably true what could our bodies do if we weren't putting chemicals into them all the time all the time yeah you know keep going no No. no, you're fine i was gonna go down a whole nother rabbit hole so i'll wait so this is one of the things that i work on with my clients all the time where they're like oh but i have a thyroid issue um i'm gonna start taking thyroid medication i'm like okay that's fine but let's give your thyroid a little bit of a break from like the sugars and the alcohol and like all of the things that you put in your body like let's make your let's help your thyroid to not overwork oh yeah you know why don't you eat some raw thyroid yeah you know that's been a huge one for some of my clients like even if they're supplementing just a little bit like it's really helping energy levels and hormonal levels come up and so taking some of these things away that tax the system i mean i'm seeing people get off of some of their medications that they've been on for years and years and years because they're just relieving a little bit it's like is that Swedish fish after dinner really something that you have to keep in if you've got it. thyroid issues? I, need it. I, I have. I, need it. I know one specific person who really For needed sure. one cup of Swedish fish every night. For sure. She wasn't my client, but she was a person in our space at one point. Not in this space. It's so. It, it's. It is so weird that yeah. there, you see certain things like that and you go. Yeah, like whatever. It's probably not that bad. But you're like, what is the emotional, that's psychological thing behind there? That's like, you know, what are you running from? Or like, there's like, immediately you're like, who hit you as a kid or whatever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? 
I just realized mm. I, that's one of the cool things about the raw diet because even in carnivore, like I started attaching to things like, yeah. man, I want I, my truffle salt. I, I want my, like you know, that. I want my certain things that give me just a teeny bit of flavor. Yep. Yep. Um, but with raw, with raw primal, I don't think you have an emotional attachment to anything. No, you're very, uh, that's, uh, if I could say anything about like w- the huge benefit, the overwhelming benefit is that you get really sensitive to why you're eating and mm-hmm. what you're eating and what you need. What a special experience. Yeah. It's like uh, you're so connected to like how this one thing I'm about to put in my mouth makes me feel. Cause if it's raw liver, it might make me feel kind of gross. Yeah, totally. But if you're craving it, it might make me feel really good. Yeah. Like if it's, yeah. it's if it's necessary for the system. Have you felt it's doing, trying this stuff, certain cravings for those in particular? Um, yeah, I have, I have, um, I have yeah. a, I have a real craving for, I can't quite do it raw yet, but yeah. I have a craving for like a liver, kidney, heart ground yep. that I mix with beef. Yep. It's a strong taste, but if I don't eat it at least once a week, I feel like I'm missing something. I hear that when I'm running, a, I just ask cause like cravings mm-hmm. are just interesting to mm-hmm. me. So I, I'm always interested, like if I just want something in particular, and when I'm running a lot, I will I'll have cravings for red meat or I'll mm-hmm. have cravings for beets. It's the only time. Yeah, the nitric oh, yeah. Side. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Like I don't crave, like I like beets, but I don't crave them. Yeah. Um, but when I jack my miles up, it'll, I'll be like, I want a burger and I want some beets. I, yeah, I have I cravings beets. for beets sometimes. Yeah, yep. so totally. do I. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. along with, you know, beets have tons of really beneficial properties, but it it's a root vegetable. And so it might be some of the minerals that you... Yep are depleting as well. Yeah, that's one more thing that we didn't really explain um, about the raw primal thing that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, that, I, that I thought was interesting. When you look at the like macro scale of what's going on with w- what you're ingesting into your system, one of the reasons that like a lot of the indigenous tribes wouldn't drink water is A, they started to relate that to getting sick For unless sure. it was stagnant. So the sense. first thing that they respect if they are going to drink water in very small amounts would be water that's moving. And that's yeah. kind of like a like survivor's key. Like, oh, go go to where the water's like bubbling. Yep. That way, uh, that friction reduces the amount of like microbes. Um, but what they noticed also is that uh, if you're not cooking your food, you're not dehydrating it, right? So we cook the shit out of food or we process the hell out of it. So it has no hydration in it. And then when we ingest that, it dries out the system It changed the osmological balance. And now I need to put in water. But when we put in water, we put in, you know, maybe purified water. And now that water needs its mineral content back because the body and the cells need a very certain amount of calcium, magnesium, all these like very required electrolytes. And so, oh, okay, now I need to add salt to my food because I dehydrated it and then I add water. Now the sodium is, and now now you're playing this juggling game that you'll never get right. Yeah. And what you- It's, do- like, it's like what Aaron was talking about, like hormones. Like yeah. When deal- it's like such a juggling yeah. process. You, you pull one rubber band yep. and the, everything starts to come. And, yep. and so I, I think that's one of the natural things is like, well, A, if you are dehydrated, it's not just water, Correct right? Now. Like a lot of people don't recognize <laughs> that until you get into endurance. Yep. Uh, the second thing is like, how much dried food are you eating? Totally. And then how much mineral content is coming with that food? Yeah, mm-hmm. that is fascinating. Here's the the kicker about when you add things in. So if I, if I just eat raw food, um, the minerals um, will be organic. 
as it's it's an organic material right because it's attached you know in a stable uh living thing right when i salt my food that's an inorganic material yeah that gives me different byproduct that i have to actually process that's a toxin like that what's attached to an inorganic part of the rock of salt of sodium uh i have to actually remove that so does that this is a elementary question Mm -hmm. so does that create a free radical or does that or is free radical only like carcinogen like um I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure. I know either. what you're talking. I know yeah. what you're getting at, but yeah, I, yeah. I would have to actually look it up. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. Th- I don't think it is. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be. But the toxin that would be available as a byproduct of salt might actually attract a free radical. Okay. Or, or it, maybe that is the. I, I see what you're I, saying. Yep. I'd have to look it up. That's. Yep. I mean, to to elevate that theory when they go like. Uh, you know, a, a bacteria, uh, bacterial infection or, or virus infection or something like that is just a subsidiary of detoxification. The level up from that is a parasite. So if you don't, what they're saying is like, if you don't remove toxins at the bacterial level, then you'll need a viral level to help you drain the system. And if you don't remove them at the viral level, you'll need a parasitic level. And if you don't remove them at the parasitic level, you'll need at them at the cancer level. So... They're what they're saying, and this is so Hmm. now there's something called germ terrain duality. And the reason they were able to prove this is based off of a study done on HIV, how the virus infects, Mm. how it doesn't infect um, mosquitoes because of their terrain. So, uh, but the other one it was it was effectively done is they injected E. coli into brain cancer and it started to detoxify the brain cancer yeah. started to reduce the tumor so they're, they're seeing Very like crazy. there's some truth it's not exact it's not like it easy like oh this is the problem and yeah. we got it wrong yeah but they're saying like oh shit this is way more complex than we thought shocker uh, <laughs> but it is it's a weird you know it's it's a weird thing to realize so now you know in drinking water you're like oh man i'm gonna have to like I'm going to have to add stuff to this. And when I add stuff to this and I think that I'm being healthy, I'm adding byproduct with it. Yeah. And so it really drives you back to be like, okay, where can I get the most, I don't know, bioavailable hydration and nutrition all in one? And you're like, it's raw food. Yeah. Like it's always raw. But I think you need to explain the difference between pulling salt out and not pulling salt out and and when you would and when you wouldn't. Because I have a lot of carnivore followers where if they pull salt out right now they're they're super fucked fucked up yeah Yeah, well that's this is like of course because they're cooking their food right and then that's like or if you're highly active again this is this is only on imagine it's only on raw primal raw primal raw primal but also raw primal and in kind of like sorry to say but you'd have to you'd have to be kind of hunter-gatherer-ish, which means you're not working more than 20 hours a week. Totally. Most of the time you're sitting around. Yeah. You're not, That that's the average work week. And this is right. what drives me crazy about modern society is because you're like, yeah, look how much awesome stuff we have. I got this thing, got like, dude, cavemen didn't know they didn't have an iPhone and they couldn't do this. And you're like, yeah, we also work for, like with what technology has promised, it has never delivered, it's delivered convenience, but it's doubled work. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right? Yep. You can't even live on 40 hours of work a week. Yeah, You no. need to work 60 now, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, completely. And think how easy shit is. Like, yeah. we have cars that drive themselves. I have phones that do everything for me, yet I need more work, and that doesn't make more sense. But with that more work comes more exertion. With more exertion yeah. becomes I need to replace nutrition with 
less nutritious foods. I'm every, most people are fucked. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, sorry, you're not getting out of this. Yeah. And I don't think you can primal raw your way out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I think if you're very attentive, you can be like, okay, I think I need to be closer to life. And that's about as close as you can get. Yeah. Because no matter <laughs> what, you're still going to have a phone. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's one of the funny things that I, I told uh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> about it because i eventually get tired of hearing like i don't want to fucking hear it man yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. I, I, I this is a deep subject but when you're when you are invested in it it's all you want to talk about it and that's the that's the most irritating form well that's why it's fun to sit down with you today and talk about this because there was a season where it was so exhausting to talk about because yeah. it was it was incessant yeah and so it's nice to like have space for it yeah yeah and now that's why i told him like you know however however many toxins you get out through your food, yep. your, your attitude on social media is toxic yep. to me. Like your, your idea that this will fix the world, that's toxic to me because it won't. Will it benefit some people? Absolutely, probably. Yep. But only if you shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to loop back around and talk about fad diets just really quick. Let's do it. Um, because I have a lot of clients where they're like, oh, I don't want to do a fad diet. And it's like, man, carnivore would really benefit you, whether it's a fad diet or not. I think it's a really powerful elimination diet. And how about we have seasons? Yeah. yeah. Um, paleo is the same. Like, I still resort back to paleo, and I still think that it's probably one of the best guidelines that you could possibly have for nutrition. For sure. Um, you can do high-fat paleo. You can do low-carb paleo. You can do high-protein. Mm -hmm. You can do vegan paleo. You know, you yep. can... You can mix it around so that it works for you specifically, depending on how you, how you, how your body specifically works with food. Um, most people mess up keto diet. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I am always hesitant unless someone is, you know, ha suffers from epilepsy, has some sort of pancreatic issue where they can't process insulin, or someone's going through chemotherapy. It's for such sure. an easy one to mess up, even yeah. though. I think it's useful yep. if if people can get it right. But yep. most people end up in this, oh, well, I've done keto and it, it worked for me, but now I've added back in, you know, carbohydrates. And it's like, well, wait a minute, you're doing high <laughs> fat, high carbs at the same time, which is literally the most dangerous profile you could possibly get into. Yep. And it's also like the American diet pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, there's, a, there's Except always- Except one thing. What? You think that you're being healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. That and that, that's probably the dangerous part about it, honestly. Totally. It's like, because if you think what you're doing is correct, you double down on it. Big time. And so you're like, oh, wait, I've got these sweet potato fries, but I need to dip them in coconut oil. Yeah. And you're oh, like, why? <laughs> I know that's that's the funny part is people are like, oh, I'll just add more fat. And it's like, but wait a minute, you're not burning 14,000 calories a day. Exactly. But I added all the fat and I'm losing fat. Well, why are you 400 pounds? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the interesting. Yeah. The, I love I loved that community. The, the keto thing, however cool that effect is, and it is a like it's a it's a life saving diet for in some sure. cases. For sure. And I don't think people understand that to some degree. They're just trying to like lose weight, which is kind of like I don't know. I, that's fucking lose weight the so easy stupid. way. Yeah, it's yeah. like I okay if you if it makes it so you don't have to pay attention. I understand that. That's like kind of a benefit of it. But other it's it's but really not. It's not at all. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they, I don't, 
the fad diet thing is humorous because most things are just arbitrarily limiting things so that you don't take in too much food. Yeah. Right? That's like that's how most of them work. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll claim all sorts of stuff, but for the most part, it's just like, just don't eat foods with the letter R or whatever. And you're like, yeah. you get super ripped by summer. Yeah. Until you start being like, well, I can't have steak. Oh, I can have red meat, though. Yeah. Or you're like, <laughs> I can have red vines. Yeah. <laughs> I made these paleo brownies. Yeah. I did, I did have a fad diet where I just ate things on sticks, popsicles and corn dogs. I know. Dogs. I love that one. Yeah. I think we should corn bring that diet. one back. Oh, yeah. It's called the but corn dog diet. But you can stab anything with a stick. That's my defense mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your did favorite you diet you've with... ever done? My what? Favorite diet you've ever done. I've never really done a diet, honestly. What about yep. you, Michael? My favorite diet? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, favorite how? Just your favorite. Most interesting or most fucked up or... I did a whipped cream diet. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to ask you about your whipped cream diet. That's the one I want to do. <laughs> how was your whipped you cream diet? You know what? It started out funny because I'm like, man, I have got to get... I have to kick this almond butter, you know, this almond butter habit that I have. And I'm going to replace it with whipped cream. So I was getting like organic whipped cream, <laughs> making it myself, putting it on yogurt with berries. I'm just which is in the living room and hear this. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's so delicious. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be so great. Until I started adding up my calories. And I'm like, man, you sure can't eat a lot of whipped cream sometimes. I don't know. (gasps) Oh, my God. Mark Mark said it wasn't going to work. And it didn't work. Fucking Mark. (laughs) Fucking Mark. Sorry, Mark. It didn't work. Sorry, Mark podcast. (laughs) I I did the velocity diet a long time ago. What's that? Velocity diet is, this week. is a protein shake diet to lose rapid weight loss, to have like to lean out as fast as possible. Oh, I have done a fat diet. I had E. coli once. I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. close. I like it next to the Giardia diet. Exactly. Oh, yellow fever. Yeah, right. <laughs> this one, the velocity diet is like your basically your proteins all in drink form with uh, a flax shake for your fiber and your fat and then in uh, like a strong amphetamine to keep your energy levels up like and you it. do it for 28 days so does did the, you do it for 28 days yeah it fucking sucks does yeah. the fiber balance out the insulin spike because drinkable mm. protein is you know it is gives but you a big insulin you're eating spike. such small calories it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter it it's miserable you don't really use the bathroom for a month oh yeah, it's like PTSD from or my you childhood. Do. Or you, or yeah, and or it's it's weird. The runs, squiggly, squiggly poops. <laughs> <laughs> I've never that heard squiggly it referred poops. to as that, <laughs> and it's so accurate. <laughs> Blair loves squigglies. Though. <laughs> I do not love squigglies, man. I do not love squiggles. I saw those ketchup squiggles that you were putting on things. <laughs> right. Um, that's just how I plate food. That's, I'm going okay. to, Blair's going to plating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the other diet, I mean, the the raw primal diet, although I only did, I might go back to, I might try it again. Yeah, you have me um, curious, not really about eating raw, honestly, just because yeah. I know me. Yeah. But at least supplementing with some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when training up is up. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, so I would do it. Yeah. I would do the raw diet when I was not training hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah, like it would be like, I would think about it like a rejuvenation diet. Okay. Like, okay, I want to like calm everything down. I'm going to do nothing but zone two stuff and maybe a couple like 
strength workouts a week, but nothing like high intensity. For sure. Rejuvenation just let my, diet. The what? Rejuvenation diet, I've, yeah. For some reason, I thought of colonics. <laughs> oh, God, those were a you thing. You get some colonics Are they still a there. thing? They are. Yeah. I mean, man, I've gotten a few of them. Did yeah. you feel better? But no, never. Oh, yeah. they, they can really damage your gut. Yeah. yeah. They can really fuck you up. So yeah. you got to be pretty careful with them, yeah. actually. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The first time I got a... <laughs> We won't go there. Okay. The first time I got a colonic, the lady asked me if I'd done it before. And then it made me really nervous. I'm like, what does she know? What does she not know? Oh, my God. Yes. No, I, I've never done this before. Yeah. It was weird. Oh, my gosh. My... Felt like just like great My school. cousin was like, how do I lose weight before... It was like a school dance or something. She needed to lose like weight quick. Yeah. And I'm like, here, call this number. And I sent her to go get a colonic. And oh, she was so mad at me. Oh, I'm like, hey, it worked. Yeah. Sorry, girlfriend. She that's... shows up. She's like, what? Anal? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Check that off the list. I I think people get really into stuff like that. I, I think emotionally. <laughs> yeah, they do. I it's think called a, anal retentive. I think emotionally. So there's a couple... I just went through this with a client. There's a couple of things that can be good about things like this. An emotional reset where you're like, mm. oh, okay. I've been you violated. Know, I yeah. just, I just, it's not that bad. I just did this thing that feels like a cleanse and yeah. now I'm going to put good things into my body, For sure. which yeah, yeah, yeah. is 100% emotional. Yep. Um, I mean, fasting would do the same or do something similar. Yep. Um, you know, diverticulitis, things like that where, yep. where you need to go in and, and clear little pouches out but food cleanses tend to be the most effective in my in my brain yeah clean yeah. your food up right yeah, yeah, yeah clean yeah. your food up just you quit know? eating garbage food and you won't have to detoxify all Don't the eat time cinnamon yeah. rolls. Oh, i mean rolls. i mean every once in a while yeah yeah like today okay what that was a fun one on diet what do you mean today let's get let's some cinnamon sense. rolls yeah no what i you know what i love cinnamon rolls they could be one of my favorite foods but i fucking hate cinnamon pop tarts oh yeah you do fuck you grady yeah fuck grady. you grady god damn it grady i kind of like them too no <laughs> sorry guys grady's wife said she's gonna send grady next new year's with strawberry what if that no, was I like the, strawberry too <laughs> what if that was the secret to like immortality was, was cinnamon pop tarts would be like god damn it <laughs> It was so funny when we were yelling at him. I don't think they are. Our whole team was yelling at Grady from across the room it's like true. nine hours into an effort. And he's like, why well, didn't you get strawberry? He's like, excuse me for getting the Pop-Tarts that I enjoy. I'm like, good point. Good point. <laughs> well, that was fun. That, yeah, that was, was fun. fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, team. That was fun. Let's go get some cinnamon rolls. Free, <laughs> free colonics if you tag us. Yeah. <laughs>